Hello and welcome to episode number seven of the Final Whistle podcast. You figured out how many numbers we're at. I I figured out the algorithm. What's that? Well, you see... What's an algorithm? Much much like YouTube and Google and how they push things out to you. Oh, yeah? The Final Whistle also has an algorithm. Oh, it does, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Really? And what is that? It correlates to the weeks of the high school football season. Ding! And it just dawned on me today, and it's what and as cool as you. I might thought go, it was like five minutes ago. It, well, yeah, but still today, <laughs> you know. True. And, and as cool as you want to act and think that that occurred to you more recently, we were both struggling the other day figuring out what episode it was. So it it may have occurred to you, but not that much long longer ago. Uh, about three weeks ago, it did. Well, see, still wasn't as quick as. It should have been. <laughs> Do the one. intro, son. <laughs> anyway, again, my name is Trevor Pixley. Join with me as always. You already heard him. My boss, sports editor, Don Walden. Don, how you doing, man? I'm doing better than you are if you can't figure out simple math. Well, I can't figure out simple math. The Jags mm-hmm. lost. Uh, the Troop Shark play didn't work today. Uh, gee, what, what would be new there? Yeah, none of it. I, none of that is new news, you know. It's no, like, no, I mean, breaking news, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> breaking news, Treep lives his life. <laughs> yeah, precisely. <laughs> yeah. So nothing nothing new, but there's some new stuff and some stuff to dive in amongst the local area. But before we dive into that, as always, this week's broadcast is brought to you by Inland360 and Inland360.com. Find a complete calendar of regional events and a wide array of compelling coverage of the region's art and entertainment scene at Inland360.com. It's where you go for what you do. It's where we go for what we do. Inland360.com. It's where you go at like 1230 at night. That's definitely where I go as soon as I get off of here. I'm on Inland360.com. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially when you have to go to a gas station. Oh, yeah. Every time I go to a gas station, it's perfect. You run into your buddies at gas stations, too, I hear. Yeah, you run into your buddies, and then, you know, you you, you have co-workers, a.k.a. Cody. We'll just out Cody right now. Oh, you know, man. You know, if you haven't been watching the video cast, Cody is the the most, I guess, intellectual. <laughs> the intellectual of the group. Yeah, that's for sure. The most well-dressed, for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, he, uh... He had no gas money and asked for $5 in gas to get all the way back to Moscow. It was about a 45-minute drive, and I said, you cannot do that. So I just gave him some gas money, paid it up, filled it up, and ran into my buddy, scared Cody, and, uh, yeah, he was jumping. Jumped all over the place. Do you feel better now that you've done your one good deed for the day? Yeah, I do feel good. Um, You know, I feel good it was for Cody, too. Yeah, I, I let... I like working with Cody. Probably uh, my favorite co-worker. <laughs> I had to say that. You're fired! Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's... Uh, also, by the way, I just want to do a little cheap plug here, too. Um, if you are somebody listening to this podcast and you have a place of business or anything like that and you are interested in sponsoring this podcast, we talk about local sports from the high school level to the college level. Um, once football season's over, I mean, winter sports are upcoming. We talk wrestling. Uh, basketball, same thing, high school, college level, all around the Tribune readership. So if you support local athletes and you would like to support this podcast, where it's basically two idiots talking um, about these sports, but we will have local athletes on, local coaches on from time to time. 
uh, you know, make sure to reach out, maybe send an email to sports at lmtribune.com. And uh, yeah, you know, we are looking for advertisers. That'd be awesome. Anyway. You, you actually, you actually read that without hesitating. You didn't even read it. You, you, you it came from within. I, I think, you know, I, it came from the soul. I think we, we deserve some, uh, Deserve a little love? Yeah, we can, we need some love here, you know. No, that's yeah, fair enough. We fair need enough. To, we need to keep the lights on in the basement, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> but let's let's dive in to some action here. White Pine League, uh, Division One. I, I don't know why I struggled to say that so hard, but White Pine League <laughs> Division One. Um, you know, we talked about it last night. I talked about it in my recap article. Um, Cami is on top and. I think, you know, for all intents and purposes, they, they've clinched a, a playoff spot in my eyes. No, the, absolutely. I would agree with you 100%. You know, um, they're, they're, they're rolling right now. They've got, you know, great offensive line. You know, uh, David Klute's a game manager. He continues to manage games, you know, about as well as anybody can manage a football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and the Clute de, de Groot. The connection's been hot. The, the connection is on a roll again. Uh, this week, Caden de Groot, you know, uh, caught four passes for 154 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, they, Trev, they seem to be hitting on all cylinders right now. They're rolling. And, you know, I'm excited for this group. I'm excited for uh, Clute. Uh, both Clutes and the one de Groot. You know, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for all three of them and the whole Kamei uh, team and community. But I guess my question to you is, you know, the one loss that they suffered was to Raft River. Yeah. And, you know, come playoff time, there, there's going to be some teams down south, and they're going to they're gonna punch you in the mouth. I mean, is this Kamei team built to beat those teams down south in your eyes? Yeah, I kind of feel like they are. They're, 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 they've been growing throughout the entire season. I think that loss, you know, like Nels had said a couple weeks, I think it was a couple weeks ago when he was on, or last week actually when he was on, um, built a lot of character mm-hmm. for them. Um, you know, they don't have, I, I don't see them, you know, losing the rest of the way. I mean, you never know. Stranger things have happened. That's why they don't play these things on podcasts. They play them yeah. on the feet. They, they play them out on the, 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 the little green area that they, you know, that, that they have behind their school or yeah. wherever it is they play at. I honestly, I don't know, but this team seems to be built right now to, to win. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're a good group. Uh, defensively, I think they're they're top-notch. Yeah, defensively. I mean, up front, I think the, just size-wise, they can compete with people down south. And I think that's, yeah. that's a big thing with a lot of North Idaho teams um, is when it comes down to state, they're just outsized by the teams that are down south. Which I, you know, I kind of find to be kind of amazing if you think about it. You know, up here, it's more rural than it is down south. So, you know, I I know you like to talk about, you know, big boys and hogs and corn fed and yeah, all that. You know, you find a lot more of that up here than you do down south. Granted, down south... You know, it's more of a, you know, urban city area where, you know, they have better facilities possibly. Yeah. 
you know, so that that may play into it, you know, a little bit more. And that, that that's something that you could probably delve a little bit deeper in and, and do more of an analysis with, um, you know, taking kids from up here versus kids from down there and what kind of facilities they have and, you know, what kind of um, workout regimens they go through and, and stuff like that, what, what the similarities are, what the differences are. Um, but, you know, again, I kind of, as I said, I, I'm a little surprised by that, you know, how kids up here wouldn't be more physical than the kids down there. But, yeah. you know, there's... There's similarities and differences on, you know, in, in both ends, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And another reason that size helps is because one of, you know, Kamiya's bags this year has just been being able to possess the ball and cause turnovers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, and Dave, David Clute, we've mentioned, I think, you know, I, I think that's something that we have to add to the bingo card at this point is how he's a game manager and, you know, how we, you know, sit back and say that's not necessarily a bad thing. We're not dogging the kid. But, you know, I feel like we say that a couple times an episode, and it's not a bad thing. In fact, it's a good thing, especially mm-hmm. with this Kamiya team, because if he just – he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Right. Yeah, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. So, you know, if they can possess the ball, they can run the ball, and, you know, four times a game, if Caden DeGroote can get open, he'll get you 154 yards and two touchdowns. So that's, you know, that's – That's slightly the, above average. That's the strength, and I think, you know, Kamiya is a team that could – you know, possibly compete with these teams down south. Well, and again, I think that I think the one thing that you touched on that that I feel is pretty important is the fact that they don't shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, no, not at all. You know, I I don't know. I don't think they have many, if any, turnovers. I'm sure they probably have a couple. You know, mm-hmm. here and there, but but their turnover margin is definitely on the plus side, and it's probably in the double digits right now. Yeah, they're handling business over there. Yeah. You know, the second-place team, Clearwater Valley, you know, handle business against Potlatch, who, you know, this week we were talking about could really make a run and, you know, try to have a season finale against Kamii where that would kind of be for all the marbles. And, you know, that's a game right there that if, you know, these, these Potlatch kids who were out this week, if they get healthy, I mean, they could, you know, give a loss to Kamii, but, you know, by then it might not mean a whole lot. But uh, Clearwater Valley winning 20-6, to uh, Jake Fabby scoring on a 70-yard kick return. Uh, CV, again, you know, making the rounds, trying to show why they're, you know, trying to earn a playoff spot. And, you know, Don, we talked about this in the video cast, but, I mean, I think here we'll talk about it a little bit more extensively. I mean, you got a Prairie and you got a Potlatch who are below um, Clearwater Valley right now. But I don't think those two teams necessarily are the teams you have to worry about or no. the teams that are threatening to possibly take over CV's position or to get a playoff spot. I think if you're talking about that, you got to talk about Logos and Lapway. Well, uh, Potlatch is dealing with injury issues right now. Both of them are, yeah. um, You know, so is Prairie. Uh, scary game, I, I, I got to feel like this week, if you're Potlatch, you're, you're, you're at home, which... You know that's a good thing, but they've got to play. They got to play Lapway, and destroyed Prairie, which really surprised me. I don't think the fact that they won. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that it was the margin of victory that was eye popping to me. I guess mm-hmm. you know I've said that on one on one occasion about a lot of things, but Lapway winning by sixty eight points against Prairie, uh, man, that's. You know, 
Look out, Potlatch. Yeah. You know, Potlatch had been scoring 50-plus points a game until this past week when, again, you know, the injuries kind of caught up with him. Uh, This could be another one of those games where it could get out of hand really quickly if Potlatch is not healthy. Yeah. You know, the the sad thing is, is that I think, you know, I think at the high school level in general it's like this, but I think especially at the A-man level, if your quarterback goes down, you're in trouble. Big yeah. trouble because yeah. you have one kid really that is back there to throw the ball. And, you know, Eli Hines for who he is, I mean, he's a great athlete. He's a sophomore. He's still young, but he did not expect to come in and throw the ball. And he oh. is, you know, that's that's a struggling prairie team. You know, they're making, they're making mistakes. This is something you don't see often from, you know, a team that was on something that we've said on more than one occasion, the, on a one, more than one occasion, the Alabama of the – White Pine League Division One. They're not Alabama this year. No, they're uh, they're Van- Vanderbilt. Is that is um, the SEC? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. So I mean, and Lafway, Lafway makes. But but noise. you know everybody's going to have a down year. Yeah. Exactly. You know it's it's not it, you can't you can have a sustained run of success, but at some point you know it, it's going to happen where you. You know, you have a bit of a downturn. It's just whether or not, and then, well, rebuild, and then rebuild, and keep on rebuilding, mm-hmm. to, and you hope to get to reload at a certain point. Prairie, right now, maybe they're just going through a rebuild, and, you know, maybe they'll reload. But they still, I mean, you know, they could pull off an upset at CV on Friday night. That I mean, they're, me. you know, they're... He could make the playoffs. Yeah. Very well could make the playoffs. There, there's there's a spot that's open. And, I mean, Lapway, I think, for an injured team to try and compete with the, all the athletes that they have running around the field, that's that's a tough ask. I mean, yeah. Elias out, Terrell Ellenwood-Jones, Dylan White. I mean, they have so many special athletes. Just where they lack is up front, you know. And they yeah. did a great job this week. I mean, stopping the run, granted, you know, they were down a running back in Prairie, but right, you know that's something to keep an eye on, and that, I think that's why Lapway and Logos are so, you know, interesting and exciting because they got so many just athletes, you know, running around the field, and you know we could talk about Logos. I mean, they beat Genesee seventy-four to sixty-six, an absolute shootout. Something that made Cody went just wince. Yeah, 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 wince. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a Cody Went word. Wince. Yeah, yeah, that would be a Cody Went word. They had one thousand and ninety yards of total offense. Does, do, do they play defense at all no. up in Moscow? No. Well, and I, from what I hear, I mean, I haven't seen Logos play in person yet, and it's a shame. But um. <laughs> there's Trevin's cheap plug to uh, get him to get him out to a Logos game. Hundred percent. Um. But from what I understand is they're like they're kind of a spread offense like for, and in eight man football that's crazy like they don't yeah. not a whole lot of teams kind of run that offense so I mean especially in the White Pine League where everybody's known to ground and pound the ball so you know when they can get an aerial attack going and you got a quarterback like Jack Driscoll who's really kind of doing it all right now you know it's gonna it's lead to some success and they're at the bottom there and their their last two weeks. Um, are pretty favorable. 
who they got this week. It's blocked, the Mike's blocked. They got Troy. Yes. Yeah, Troy is, at home. Which is a favorable matchup for those guys. And then they have, then they're at Prairie, I want to say, the final yeah. week. Yeah. Well, and then the Prairie game with Clearwater Valley this week, I think, is going to tell a lot of where Prairie stands. Because, I mean, if, if uh, McElroy doesn't come back, um, I'm blanking on their running back's name. Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah, if he doesn't come back either, I mean, I I doubt that they'll hit, they'll be back for the rest of the season. You know. Well, I'm going to make a bold prediction here. If Prairie doesn't win this game, they're not making the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's that's a uh, fair statement. I think yeah. that's kind of the bottom line here. I mean, because Logos and Lapway, I mean, Logos has a favorable schedule. You know, at least this week. You know, so. If they win, they're three and three, four and four overall. If Prairie loses, they're three and four. I mean, three and three uh, in the league and three and four overall. Yeah, that's a tough ask. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, that, that that's a real tough ask going into that final week. Lapway, if they somehow pull, you know, beat Potlatch this week, you know, there's two more teams at three and three in the league, four and three overall, and and then again, you know, we're asking ourselves. You know what do we what what to make of you know the middle of the White Pine League? Yeah. You know we know who's at the top, but you know that last week could be really interesting as far as like where we head for the postseason. Well, how many how many bids do you think the White Pine League is going to get this year? I three three bids. You think? At well, least, and any of them going to be a play-in game? Or are they all going to probably? Be yeah, Cami, I think right now is going to have a have a buy. Yeah, and I, you know, the second place team would get in, and then the third. Would be I the think the game. third. Yeah, that's kind of where my head is at right now. So, if I had to put you on the spot right now, and you had to pick three White Pine League teams that will be in the postseason, who would those three teams be? Well, I got a layup. Yeah. I got a yeah, layup on got, one. You got a layup on one for sure. Wow. Again, that's why they don't play these things on podcasts. They play them out on the green pasture. But but, but then I got to get the same but time. This I, is I, I, think, I think CV, I think CV gets in. And I think, oh, man, that's tough. I think CV gets in and... It'll either be Lockway, Logos, or Potlatch. Yeah, I'm I'm wavering. You're wavering. I, I'm really wavering. Yeah, you know, the the winner of Lockway Potlatch probably has the inside track. In in my mind, you know Logos should win this week, and then Logos would have to go to Prairie. And I'm just not sure that last week, you know, how. I know you're on the Logos bandwagon, but I'm just not sure. So here's here's my thing, and you know, Tree from Tree Sharks is never afraid to make bold predictions on these podcasts. We're, we're very aware. <laughs> yeah. So again, you know, a layup, Cami is going to get in. I think Alan Hutchins and CV get in for the the second time in a row. They were in last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, you mentioned me being on the Logos train, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I should have known. I'm gonna say they're gonna get in. I'll give you a couple reasons why. So they got they got Troy this week. I think that's a victory right there. And then they go on to play Prairie. And again, you know, if they play CV and they're playing hurt, and you know that CV wins, 
Purdy's out of the playoffs, yep. and I don't think there's any reason, you know, you, those kids are coming back for that game against Logos. And I think that they would be, you know, have the inside track to win that game. Another, you know, thing to note is Logos has a head-to-head victory with Lapway. That's true. So I think Logos, for a second-year program right now, if they just finish out 2-0, and they're going to be the third team going into the playoffs, at least getting a play-in game. And that's interesting. That's, you know, that's something, you know, we jo- I joke about. Well, I joked about a little bit because, you know, I, and we talked about it in the video cast, me and Cody, you know, big, big Logos guys. So, you know, and it's, I never thought that this would actually, you know, be a possibility, but it, in a second year program, they really do have a, have a legit shot to making it to the postseason. Yeah, but. As Nels Clute once said, you got to go one and zero. You do got to go one and zero, and I think Troy's one that I think they have a good shot. So we'll think about that, you know. And something that we teased too in the video cast, and I think something that we will do a little bit of here tonight, since we're doing you know <coughs> predictions, and you know we we talk about how the games get played on the field, but people listen to podcasts for two jokers to say bold predictions, and they can laugh or agree. So that's what we do. And I think we'll uh, we'll give out some early, you know, some awards in some of these uh, some of these leagues. What do you say about that? I'm an idiot. Yeah, exactly. You're already you're claiming it now, so the people can't get mad, right? So that's no, <laughs> no, just because I'm an idiot. Oh, okay. You're self self deprecating. I get that. <laughs> I do that all the time, bro. If you haven't figured it out yet. Anyway, so if we had to go. And give, I think we should just do player of the year. We don't got to do all the awards, you know, necessarily right now. Um, player of the year in the White Pine League Division One, which has been probably the most talked about, most competitive uh, league in our area. Who would be your player of the year? Uh, David Clute. David Clute, game manager. Why do you say David Clute? He's on a winning team. He is. <laughs> yeah, that's facts. All I mean, you gotta do is win, win, baby. That's what Al Davis once said. Just win, baby. That's all you got to do. Although, I mean, you know, you've got a few guys on that team. Um, You know, Colton O'Kane. Yeah. You know, Caden DeGroot. You got two, three, four different players on that team who could stake claim to being the player of the year. I'm one of those guys who... Yeah, you know, I'm impressed by stats, but you got to win on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I eliminate Terrell Allen with Jones. I eliminate Jack Driscoll. You know, guys like that who put up eye-popping numbers every week. You know, just give me a winner. Yeah. I'm really going out on one there. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, we looked at it last year. I think we bring this up quite a bit, too, about how Ty Hamley won White Pine League Division Two Player of the Year last year. Right. Um. So I'm going to go with a guy who's not on KMEI, but I'm going to go with somebody who I think is probably the most important player on his team and is a guy, if he went down, I mean, they would be in complete shambles, puts up eye-popping numbers every week. I'm going to go with uh, TEJ, Terrell Ellenwood-Jones. I mean, the amount of rushing yards he gets is just crazy every single week, and he's getting better as a passer every week as well. And, yeah. um, you know, he only really had a bad game against KMEI, and that's, that's KMEI. Right. Well, and again, you know, it's no disrespect meant to any of these other kids who are 
putting up these madness kind of numbers. Yeah, no, you know, it really isn't. Yeah. It, it's just, I, I'm of the philosophy if you know you're on a winning team, you know, you're, you're and your best player is who you know, whoever that is, should get the award. Yeah, I get you 100%. I think, uh, I think this league is going to be the hardest one to, uh, to pick a player of the year. Yeah, I mean, uh, White Pine League Division Two, it's pretty simple to me. Yeah, I think so. You know, or or it's simpler. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, you don't have a Ty Hambly no. this year in, at Lewis County. I know you're on the Ryland West bandwagon, yeah, but you know, week, but yeah. you know, you had a forfeit a game because of ineligibility issues. You know, that's kind of an elimination factor right there. Deary doesn't really, yeah. you know, that's so true. so you're down to Kendrick and, you know. Pick anybody. Yeah, really, you could. Yeah. yeah. You know, they've got like eight guys, eight guys yeah. that could, you know, easily win the award. But again, you know, tie kept there. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's switch over to, I guess, um. The, the other eight-man teams, and let's let's talk about Kendrick for a second. I mean, we we talked about this a little bit when I came back into the office from the Lapway game. Um, it's it's crazy they're doing this. I mean, I think we calculated two hundred and eighty-six or two hundred, yeah, two hundred and sixty-six. Sorry, two hundred sixty-six, not eighty-six. Um, unanswered points. It's still pretty impressive. Oh yeah. 100%. And, you know, the game got stopped against a Liberty Bell team who, coming into this, you know, we were talking about, let's they're going to give them a test. This is going to be a really good game. Or at least we thought they were going to give them a test. Yeah. And Kendrick's still doing Kendrick things. And, you know, it's it's been a weird year for Kendrick. Super weird. Yeah. And, and I think almost so weird to the point where I'm not, I'm not, sitting here doubting Kendrick and Zane Hobart on their ability to win a state title, but it has to be something that maybe when it comes down to state, like it might affect them just because they got to play four quarters first. Yeah. Yeah. And they haven't played four quarters mostly, or most of their kids have it. And it's mainly because they're blowing teams out. Yeah. It's okay. But this week, this week was kind of an anomaly. You know, there was some, it was the game was against Liberty Bell was chippy from the from the jump, and the Liberty Bell parents were extremely concerned about things that were going on. So they basically threw in the white towel just before halftime, and you know that's it. You know you had talked to Zane I think earlier in the week about how bizarre the season's kind of been. Well, just add something else to the. Uh, yeah, to the, the ledger now. Yeah, to the Bizarro train. I mean, it's practically been. How many? Bi- how, how much do you have on the bingo card for this? Yeah. I mean, you know, how many? How many different ways can Kendrick, you know, dominate? Dominate, win a game, have a game stop. You know. I mean, having just one competitive game all year has to be like, you know. Yeah, and that was a, that was a season opener. Yeah. So. I mean, they've basically had six preseason games. Yeah. <laughs> well, five. Yeah, five. Yeah. Well, five. let's let's yeah. call it five. Yeah, five. Because Oakley is 
Yeah, I guess we're entering week seven. Yeah. Yeah, we're entering week seven. So five preseason games so far. And really this week, yeah. I mean, you know, it's you it's expect, another one. Yeah, you expect the starters that, to come off the field there. Probably like maybe halfway through the second quarter again because they're gonna play they're playing at home against Tika Rosalia. Yeah. Who who clearly is no, you know, name your favorite, you know, Alabama. Yeah. They're no Alabama. No. <laughs> Kendrick just might be. You know, so Kendrick might be the Alabama. Yeah. And and you know, let's talk about the other eight man team that's making some noise but a little bit more under the radar in a matchup that we the people wanna see. You know, if if Kendrick and Who Pop- who's this we the oh oh okay, yeah, all right. Now now the light bulb just went on in my head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. I mean if you know, Zane Hobart and uh Kim Kimball. What's his name? Kyle like? Kimball. Kyle Kimball, yeah. I almost said Trevin Kimball because I know that the quarterback. That's the quarterback. Same, yeah, same name, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> not not quite, yeah, but yes. Yeah, but uh, sounds the same. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But uh, you know, both of them need some competitive opponents, and you know, Pomeroy just beat Tico Rosalia sixty-two to nothing, and that. Would and be... another game that was stopped at halftime. Yeah, and that's a these two would not be stopped at halftime. Kendrick and Pomeroy. I I personally feel like Zane Hobart and Kyle Kimball should just get together this week, scratch their opponents, because I yeah, Gar, well, Pomeroy's got Gar Powell at home. Yeah. It's uh, it's a league game, so they can't oh yeah, that's yeah, true. they can't. Yeah. But still, let's let's just put them out there on Sunday. Yeah. Screw it. Yeah. Let's just play a glorified <laughs> scrimmage on Sunday. Just to see, because I mean, you know, you know how electric Kendrick's offense is, and you know, to be fair, how good their defense is yeah. too. I mean, Pomeroy for the last two weeks has allowed negative yardage. They kind of slacked this week and allowed seven yards. Yeah, but, positive seven yards. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're 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 slacking over there in Pomeroy. They by got the way. they got thrown and ran on all over. The yeah, place. all over the place. <laughs> Tico just ran, jammed the ball down their throats. Ran rampant against the Pirates <laughs> to the tune of seven <laughs> positive yards. Yeah, absolutely fumbled the bag, did Pomeroy. But you know, Kyle Kim, Kyle Kimball, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're definitely on the hot seat. Yeah, level. yes, absolutely. <laughs> but you got to, and you know, Randy said the same thing. You know, if this game goes a full four quarters, they probably do get them in negative yardage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they put up a hundo. Yeah, exactly. And that's Yeah, that's so ludicrous. 62 at halftime. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, the people want to see a Kendrick Pomeroy game. and Well, these two people want to see a Kendrick yeah. Pomeroy game. <laughs> I know. That would I, actually be kind of fun. It would be fun, and I think it, there there'd be a lot to take out of it. Um, yeah, because I don't know how much either one of these two teams are taking out of what they're doing right now. Yeah, exactly. That's and that's you know, but it raises the point back to what I was saying. I mean, how is this going to affect him in the postseason? You know, it might not affect him at all. It might be the right. same thing. You know, Kendrick, I think is bar none probably the best team in the one AD two. And, oh yeah, and maybe they just do the same thing they've been doing all year to all these teams in the 182, and it's a real possibility, right? Yeah, and so you know, we'll, we won't see until the postseason happens. But let's hop back or hop two, I guess. We haven't talked about any eleven man games this week. Uh, hippity hop hop, hippity hop hop, hippity hop hop. Post Falls beats Lewiston forty two to thirty five. <laughs> and I think we have some things to say about this. Yeah, you know it's. It's one of those things where 
you just you feel for these kids you feel for lewiston and it's 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 hard because lewiston needed this so bad because i mean and you mentioned it on the video cast at least these last two games are at home and you looked at the lake city quarter lane game 14 to 2 yeah, they were, they pushed football back to the Stone Ages there, apparently. Yeah, the final, final score. I mean, there is a real possibility that maybe these two are actually the cream of the crop of the Inland Empire League this year. Yeah. And we did, you know, I did a, a tiny bit of research. You know, Mark Nelke never texted me back. If you're listening to this podcast, you should text me back. I know you got the, the insider knowledge of those teams. But uh, <laughs> joined the, Post Falls joined the league in 2006. And they have no state titles, and on Idaho Sports, it goes back to 2009. Haven't won the league since then, so, I mean, I don't think this is a Trojans team that's ever won the Inland Empire League. So, I mean, this is a team that's probably playing inspired. You know, they're they're looking to uh, to win it. But Lewiston, Matt Pancary, I mean, he just, he is so good against these non-league opponents even if they're some 5A down south, like Highland, Rocky, probably Capital, Capital, almost said Rocky Mountain. That might have been too far. Yeah. But, you know, like <laughs> like any of these teams, like Lewiston will go down, play them tough, and really put the hurting on them and, you know, win a really hard-fought game. But when they play these league opponents, they just cannot get the job done. And it's hard you, to watch. You, you wonder if it's mental. Yeah. You wonder if it's a mental thing because now they're 4-13 and – I, I want to say, is that right? Yeah. Four and thirteen in Pancarry's tenure yeah. uh, against Inland Empire League teams, and how many have they? How many times have they beaten Lake City? Three, Twi- two, three Twice. times. Twice. Okay. Because they've never beat Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. Never beat Coeur d'Alene. At least during Pancarry's era. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. Never mind. So they beat they beat Post Falls once. They beat Lake City. Three times. So okay. that'd, be, that'd be his four wins. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, that, he has traditional success against Lake City. Yeah. Last two years, it's been really close. Mm-hmm. Two one-score games. But... It's going to come down... I, it's going to come down to the last week again. And, you know... If again. You're, if you're Lewiston, too, I mean, this has to hurt. Because, I mean, you think about it. Like, we, we've sat here... And you know I'm not I'm not taking anything away from this Lewiston team. Right. I still think they had a really awesome season with the, how dynamic their offense has been and their defense. Uh, James White just committing to the University of Idaho too. I think that's awesome. But you know think about all of that just being for nothing because you can't win two league games. That's especially in a year where the league's down. Down bad. This is probably the worst I've seen the 5A Inland Empire League. Coeur d'Alene is not what Coeur d'Alene typically is. This is probably the worst the 5A Inland Empire League has been since I was in high school and since I've been here. So at least in the last eight, nine years. You know, this it's been like this. That goes back to when you were playing. Yeah, exactly. When you were a bench warmer. Exactly. When you were the water boy. When I was the water boy. I mean, this is the worst I've seen this league. And we and you said it last week in the podcast. I mean, Lewiston had everything wrapped up for them. They just had to take it. And they didn't take they, it. They couldn't take advantage of all, the situation that they had. All you had to do was... Yet. Yeah, yeah. Yet. Yeah. All they had to do was show up on time. 
and they were five <laughs> minutes late. Right, right, right. Exactly. That's that's probably the most apt way to put it. Yeah. Because you know, again, they they allow post balls to drive down the field on them, and you know, late in the game. I think it was a ninety-five yard drive in like two minutes. Yeah, or something like that. Like that's you can't let that happen. No, absolutely not. And so here we are once again. Talking about Lewiston, talking about can they make the playoffs? Well, they should win this week. Should. Should is the operative phrase. Okay. Yeah. You know, they're playing a Lake City team that is Yeah. Yeah. You know. And I don't know now, I don't know if they'll run the score up, but See the problem is, is the last two years, these one score games against Lake City, these those Lake City teams were also Pretty average to below average. Right. So it's, I would like them to close the door on them. Like, you know, when, let's run the score up. Do an Urban Meyer yeah. at Ohio State. <laughs> at Ohio State. That's the, that might be the latest you've dropped in Ohio reference in the podcast. No, I think it was last week, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> point point being is you'd, you'd like to see them step on the gas Yeah. against a team that's, you know, not in their league. Yeah. And, and, that's and really, Lake City is not in their league this year. No. No, the way Lewison's playing, I, I they should win that game. And it and it should set up for an epic to end the season against Coeur d'Alene. At home, a team that Lewison has not beat since 2016. And they did it. And they're, and they're down. Yeah. If this is not mental. It's, if it doesn't get to mental at this point. I mean, Lewison should be able to take care of business. Yeah. Which would put them at one and one. Whoever wins out of post balls in quarter lane. If you're if you're Lewiston, really, let's talk about Washington. Let's talk about Shadow Park beating Pullman thirty to twenty four in overtime. Um, I think either you or Randy pulled up a stat. Uh, well, you know, at first it was kind of shocking because it was like you know Caleb's having a really good game here. Yeah. Um, but right. um, Caleb clearly has more arm strength than Tanner does. Yep. Um, but as far as, you know, keeping them guessing, they got, they got two really good backs back there. Taron Page and, uh, Priest, I can't think of his first name off the top of my head right now, but, but he, he's a bowling ball too. I think he's, he's gotta be like 220 pounds. He's, yeah. he's fun to watch run. So, I mean, when you got three guys back there that any one of them can take it to the house, I mean, that's, you know, you pick your poison, don't bite because somebody's right. going to take it to the house. So, I mean, it's a nice formation you want to get the ball to your playmakers but also on the outside i mean pullman has some weapons so i mean if you want to throw the ball you know, caleb's gonna throw the ball but maybe just in that instance they wanted to try running it so it, right. it works it works i think it's something that they, I, they can't pull it it's out it's gonna make teams think a little bit yeah and i don't think it's something that they can pull out all the time now because i think now if they pull it out they're gonna know they're gonna run the ball right but uh i mean tanner dropped it he threw i think 12 times but, I mean, it wasn't nothing like some screenplays. Does it make Bryson's buys job a little bit more difficult this week? I think game planning this week, yeah, because he died. that was a formation he didn't have to prepare for um, coming into this week. But now I think, you know, that's a, something a little extra that they got to they gotta prepare for. And, you know, I think quarterback-wise, pure passers, I think uh, Matrevin – uh, I just I remember his first name, the Shadow Park quarterback. Um, 
can't think of his last name right now, but I think um, Caleb outperformed him, and I think Carter Steinwan too is a good uh, two A Washington quarterback. So I think this is going to be kind of a battle between two possible all league uh, quarterbacks, and they're you know right in our backyard. So. I mean, what's the difference? What do you what do you think is going to be the difference come Friday night? Running the ball. I think that's going to be the big. And I think Clarkson's got a really good running game. Mm-hmm. I, I think they got a really effective running game. I'm not so sure about Pullman, I, I, but again, I mean, you've seen them, so you kind of know. I think I think with Clarkson, I know Taron Page is really good, and then you mentioned the the big the big bruiser. Yeah, uh, I think Clarkson <laughs> has, you know, really one guy to run the ball with, and I think Carter can run when he he wants to. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna try to say Clarkson. I know it's like Italia. And then his last name's ridiculous. I can't even. Milan, I think, or uh, I'm is probably. Is it Milan? Screw... Yeah, I think it, it might be Milan. I think it's his first. It's his, his first, first name. name that's and I, I don't yeah. want to screw it up. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, Milan definitely is his name, like the Disney princess. <laughs> but... <laughs> no, no, Mulan is the Disney princess. Milan, or however you pronounce his name, excuse us again. Uh. He's a runner. Are you sure it's not Mullen like the college football coach, maybe? No. Okay, we're off track. But anyway, getting back onto the rails. I think I think (laughs) the glasses off rubs face. He does does this with me three times. Three times a day. But uh, Pullman's run game, yeah, I think it's a little bit more effective just because they got more more bodies that do it. With with Barber and uh, Priest and Page. So and, and it'll be it'll be an interesting one for sure. Um, I think that that concludes our, our high school uh, coverage there. A little long on the high school, but Don, why don't, uh, why don't you tell the people where they can go for what they do? <laughs> I have no idea where they go for what they do. I wouldn't know. But, on the other hand, if you want to find a complete calendar of regional <laughs> events and a wide array of compelling coverage of the arts and entertainment scene here in the Valley, all of the Quad Cities... Where you go for what you do, it's inland360.com. Absolutely. Boom. You know, that was perfect. Where the see, That was perfect. See, yeah. Now see now imagine your business. <laughs> me Stick your business here. Yeah. Me and Don doing those ad reads. You know, through all the entertainment and kind of shuffle through the high school football. You know, we kind of got lost in the fact that there was a college football game. You know, no Idaho this week. There is a very big game we'll, we'll, in Idaho. We'll, we'll get to that here. Yeah. We'll, I, I have a feeling we'll be getting to that game here momentarily. Yeah, but there was a game uh, this week for Washington State. And, you know, I hate to say it, but the outcome was kind of how I expected it at least. What about you? Yeah, it was kind of expected. I mean, USC is just... They've got talent throughout the entire roster, and Lincoln Riley has really rebuilt that team yeah. through the transfer portal. I mean, and it showed. Yeah. It, it, just, you know, if you can imagine my hands, you know, <laughs> you've got USC up here, and you've got Wazoo down here. Yeah. You know, it, it's the, the talent level is, is completely off the charts. You know, so you've got Caleb Williams, who threw for 188 yards and two touchdowns, was with Riley in Oklahoma. You got Travis Dye, the former Oregon running back, who goes off for 149 yards. You've got Jordan Addison, who was the Blitnikoff Award winner last year. He only got he he was only held to uh, 
Three catches for 37 yards. So Washington State did a pretty good job with that. that yeah. But, you know, they spread the ball around to, uh, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six different receivers. Mm. You know, and I just. <sighs> it's tough for Wazoo now because I think, you know, with the Oregon game yeah. coming into that, you know, a win there would kind of, you know, boost them up. And, you know, if they were a one-loss team coming out of this, I think, you know, there's there'd be more, uh, <coughs> excuse me, to look forward to. But I think after this, I mean, it's 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 Alamo or Cheez-It Bowl bound for, for the well, Washington State. Well, you know, and let's, I don't know about all that. No, you don't? No, I don't. I mean, they still, you know, they, they've got six more games left. They go four, they go four and two in those last six games, you know, eight and four, maybe nine and three. You know, maybe on the outside looking in at the Pac-12 North, you know, there's a possibility they could get a little bit of a better bowl game than that. Um, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, they've got to um, bounce back this week. Uh, they they got to go to Corvallis, though. Yeah. And, which, and Oregon yeah. State is much improved. Yeah, they just had a big win, too. Yeah, they they have. Big win, uh, I don't know about big win. Wild win at the right. end, that's, that's probably more accurate. That's a better that's a better word, yeah. Yeah, but they beat Stanford basically on the final play of the game, you know, uh, Saturday night. So, uh, yeah, let's... I like where Wazoo's going, but again, I've, if I've said it more than once tonight, Put it down on your bingo card. You got to go one and zero, and you you just got to look at what's in front of you every week, and you can't be concerned about the future. You have to be concerned about the now. And Washington State, you know, they've got some things that got to shore up a little bit. Um, you know, they they ran the ball okay, um, but you know, Nakia Watson went out went out of the game early, but the freshman Jalen Jenkins he really stepped up. Had a, had a nice game, 130 yards on uh, 13 carries, average 10 yards a pop. Yeah. That's, um, that's, good. that's pretty good. That's good for a freshman. That's pretty good. And, you know, he he actually had been playing a little bit. I think, didn't he play in the Idaho game? Yeah, he played a little bit. He got a couple snaps. Yeah, he got a, he got a few snaps in there, you know. so And, and they're really high on that kid, you know. Uh, so, they're I, I think they're going to be okay. But this week's going to be kind of important, I feel like. You know, they've got to go to another hostile environment, you know, and, and play a team that's pretty pretty decent. Yeah. You know, it, they're not on the Oregon-USC level. There's a, a bit of a step down. But if Wazoo can raise their game up, they should be able to win on the road. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I would say so. I think you hit every nail on the head there. <laughs> I mean, I think... Uh, Wazoo. Way to just toss that one in, buddy. Yeah, well, I was going to say at least Wazoo, you know, could possibly still win the Apple Cup. Well, I mean, you know, Washington was ranked, but now they've lost two in a row, and they lost to an awful Arizona State team mm-hmm. on, on Saturday. So, so I mean, hey, uh, you know, some, I mean, they... Some, they, some they, they there before the, the Cheez-It Bowl for Washington the State. The Cheez-It Bowl. For Washington State. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Coop fans, but 
Well, yeah. you know, I mean, they still can't get over being having seeded a couple weeks ago. I know, yeah. But transitioning, I guess, to to Idaho. I mean, that's a that's a huge game week. Huge, huge. I I think it, this is gonna go one or two ways, right? This is... <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I have a feeling I know where you're going with this. So Idaho's either gonna shock the world and come up with a big win and you know really you know put idaho on the map jason eck coach of the year no doubt about it like this is just jason eck for president yeah yeah jason eck should run for office um 2024 yeah or idaho, or they're gonna lay an egg oh, idaho gets mauled you know like a, i'm talking like 40, they're, they're gonna get they're gonna get submarined yeah 40 to like 14 or something like that no no i'm thinking like 60 to 20 <laughs> That might be a little too high. That might be a little. That might be a little much, but yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it's happened in the past. Yeah. So I mean, this, right? This is kind of uh, this is one of those games where you know teams that are rebuilding. You know, you play a team that you don't have traditional success against at least you know the last couple of years. Overall, obviously, Idaho has the more success, but right. like over 150 year rivalries or crazy like that, and so. In the last decade, Montana's dominated this this rivalry. So, I mean, these are games that if this is a turning around program, I mean, you win these games and you really cement yourself. This is this is a game you got to win if you want to put yourself. I mean, if you really want to be in contention for a playoff spot, you want to get national recognition. This is the game that you got to win. You got to go on the road to a hostile environment. Out in the middle of nowhere, Hostile, yeah. and 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 you just you have to block the noise. Mm-hmm. And I think the the hardest part of this game, where it's going to be won, is the most cliche thing of all time. But it's going to be won in the trenches, you know. And Bingo! Idaho's offensive line, you know. Granted, when it reshuffled, putting uh, Logan Floyd at center, it looked good. But this Montana this defensive is, line. Well, well, okay. There's there's a bit of a difference between Northern Colorado and Montana. No, a significant difference. I mean, this just a shade. I this is going to be the best defensive line that they've played since Washington State, and yep. and it's, I mean, it's pretty close. You know, it's it's a really really talented group, and I think offensively for Montana, I think Idaho's defense can you know hang tough with them, uh-huh. but. At the same time, you know, I think one thing that the fans love about Jason Eck, and I think I, I, I'm a fan of it as well, he believes in his offense, he believes in his defense, he goes forward on fourth down quite a bit. Here's I, I think I saw a stat, I think I was looking at the Big Sky stats, and I want to say they're, they're, they lead the league. I, I could be wrong, Yeah. and I'll, I'll actually I'll go back and double check and look, but I believe they lead the league. In, in fourth down conversions. Yeah, and, you know, that doesn't surprise me because, you know, you hardly ever see uh, Chavez punt the ball. And, you know, this is a game right here where I, you know, you don't want to get conservative against a good team. No. But when no. you're at maybe the 40-yard line and you have a chance to pin them deep, you probably should take that opportunity, especially if it's like a fourth and five because – Montana is going to take advantage of that field position, you know, and it's, 
I, I would like to see Idaho win this, not in a shootout, but in a low-scoring affair where their defense contains their offense. And, you know, you look at what Montana did just a week ago against an Idaho State team who's, you know, not too great. I mean, they're near the bottom of the big sky. And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, that might have showed some weaknesses on tape there that Idaho can exploit. And, you know, we'll see. As I, as I said last week on this fine uh, fine podcast uh, show, Idaho had an advantage. Yeah. They were off this week. They also had a disadvantage. Montana was also off this week. Yeah. So, you know, both teams ought to know what each other is going to do. Mm-hmm. It could come down to which team makes more mistakes, you know. A young Idaho team or a veteran Montana team? Yeah. And this is a young Idaho team that, you know, against, you know, opponents of the same mm. level hasn't made a whole lot of mistakes. Giovanni McCoy hasn't thrown an interception since, you know, week one. But, you know, this is a game where that could happen. And, you know, the kid... How he reacts. That's what I was saying. The kid it's how he reacts. The kid can't get rattled. He can't get rattled from that. Well, the entire team can't get rattled when something goes wrong. Because you know something's going to go wrong over there. Mm-hmm. Something is going to happen. Yeah. Doesn't matter, you know, if it's on the on the bus ride over. You know, if they get a flat tire in the middle of, like, nowhere. Yeah. Or, you know, you know, something happens on the field. You know, you get an unsportsmanlike penalty or pass interference call. You, you, can't, you can't let it get to your head. Idaho can't beat Idaho. Precisely. Yeah. Let Montana beat you if that's if that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Do not beat yourself. Hundred percent. Let Idaho beat. I mean, don't let Idaho beat Idaho. Let Montana. Beat because Idaho. that's been known to happen on more than one occasion mm-hmm. through the years, where they've shot themselves in the foot way too many times. Yeah. This team has that ability. It it seems like to not. You know, I mean they they played Washington State and they played. Indiana, so they played two Power 5 teams. You know, so they've been in those moments sort of already. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, you know, you're facing one of the better teams in the country, you know, barring FBS, FCS, yeah. you know, classification. So you, you, you cannot let things get to you. Yeah, you can't let things get to you and you can't let it get out of hand. No. Yeah. No, and, and, and if it gets out of hand really quickly, it's going to go yeah. straight downhill. And another thing, too, I mean, with how committed they've been to the run game, I hope they stay that way. Because if you are Idaho and Giovanni McCoy is passing this ball 40 times against Montana team, You're in trouble. Yeah. And that's, and that's nothing on Giovanni. Yeah. It's just... You don't want to throw the ball. I mean, you you, you can't. That that's a that's a sure sign you're behind. Exactly. And you're behind by a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to throw, you want to throw the ball at your pace. You want to play to your pace. You don't want to play to their pace. Yeah, and I think that's that's what Idaho's been doing a great job at. And if they can continue to do that, there's every chance in the world they can win this game. I think that's. Something that they've been doing better than a lot of teams. Well, playing at their pace. And, and you know, they, they possess the ball like 35 minutes a game, I think. Yeah. 
Which is number one in the conference. So yeah. if they possess the ball 35 minutes, they're going to have a shot. And you know. That's their game plan. It's their MO. And I think that's, you know, that gives them a good chance. Yeah, they, and I, if, you know, we, if we're taking away anything from Jason Eck the last couple weeks that he's been in Idaho, or I guess the month, being a head coach there, is that uh, he's, he doesn't change. You know, and this is what he does, and he sticks to it. That's what they got to do. But that could also, it could also be a negative, though, too. Yeah. You know, if you think about it. It's like he sticks to it, but he makes the necessary adjustments to, you know, make his stuff work. But, you know, he, it's going to be one in the trenches, too, because, again, you know, if the run game's not working early and they're punting a lot, it might be, it might get out of hand. I want a prediction. I'm going to put you on the spot, and I hope Jarek is listening. If I had to guess. Or Jason, even. Yeah, Jason, true. I'm going to say. Or even Kimberly. Yeah, you might as well uh, might as well throw in freaking everybody at U of I at this point. Terry, Terry Golick. That's I was trying to think of her name. President Scott Green. <laughs> yeah, you might as well throw them all in the ticket office. Um, I'm gonna You're best friends with the ticket yeah, office, aren't you? Yeah, the best. <laughs> I'm gonna go Montana forty twenty. I, I think I think they. Mm. I just I just think it's gonna be one of those games, and and it's not a bad thing. I think you know Idaho needs to suffer one of these losses right now. I mean they're on a high horse. Um, that's how they respond from it, and you know, like I said, it could go one or two ways. Either that's gonna happen. Or Idaho's going to win in a really close game. And I'm not going to sit here. You know, there's been times I've hyped up Idaho, and it's been for good reason. There's times I've, you know, really kind of dismantled Idaho, and it's been for good reason. And, you know, I I think this is one that they, they don't win. You're a little shaky here. Yeah, I'm a, well, because I could see the possibility of a win. I can. And, you know, I think that's, uh, that's, a, that's the problem with this, I think, is... Montana wins you, this. You almost, you almost have to have a perfect game, I think, if you're Idaho. Yeah, and, and, that's and, the thing. and then on top of that. Yeah. And then on top of it. Montana can play at 60% and still win the game. Yeah. Yeah, that's the And problem. that's not where Idaho's at right now. No. See, and that's that's the problem is Idaho needs to play 100% perfect. Grant, they're pretty healthy right now. But, you know, it, it still hasn't been done. I mean, even against Northern Colorado, they had some lumps and they, they got smoked this week. Yeah, and they they had a really bad game, and yeah, they've yet to play a perfect game. You know, some say that game doesn't exist, but you know they're gonna have to play that to beat Montana. So, well done. I think that concludes another episode of the Final Whistle Podcast. Does it now? I think it does. Think Are we, you sure? Right? Have we hit everything? I think right. We hit high school. Like we we under time. <laughs> we hit high school. We hit college. I think we're we're good. Yeah. And, and you know, how about those Jags? Duval! Oh, you gotta, you gotta break my heart. You know, I, I uh, that's what I do. I break hearts every day. I appreciate all the followers for sticking around with me during my uh, my depressing tweet hours between ten and noon. <laughs> also, you know, I be be there, be there at Tree Talks between ten a.m. and one p.m. Pacific every Sunday, crying in his Wheaties. Jags, you know, 
I, I, I go, I would cover Idaho things, you know, sparingly as, you know, as I'm assigned, right? So, um, the Jags made me so mad today. How I, I, mad did they make you? I went on ESPN Plus and started watching the Idaho Northern Arizona girls. Women's soccer yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. I, I and then you probably got even more depressed yeah. when you saw that at the end, <laughs> at I, halftime. I literally turned it on, and a minute after I turned it on, Northern Arizona scored the goal. And I was like, wow. What goal? <laughs> it's still dinging off the crossbar. <laughs> and, and then on top of that, on top of that, what, what I love the most about that is the dang side judge? You know the side judge overrules the center referee. I know that somehow the ball had crossed the plane. I guess. I know that was a. You, you know that, and really kudos to. Unfortunately, you know that was the that was the lone goal of the game, but it also stopped a shutout streak of like nine hundred and eighty minutes. Yeah. Which is just crazy. So I mean, you know, maybe maybe on I should, a on a controversial goal. Yeah, maybe I should just not cover or watch Idaho women's soccer because I turned it on for literally five minutes and the goal was scored within two. <laughs> and then it just, well, now Jeremy Clevenger's gonna hunt you down. I know. I, I was the. It's uh, your fault. I was the jinx. Yeah. Cause I, blame blame it all on you. I was you know on Twitter scrolling while the Jags were playing like the absolute worst team in the league against the worst team in the league. And, yeah. and they looked like the worst team in the league. Yeah, and I was looking at Twitter, and I was and I was looking at updates of the soccer game, and I was like, I was like, you know what? Like, like I'm the only one in this living room. I'm I'm turning this Jags game off, and I'm turning on some Idaho <laughs> women's soccer. I don't even care. And I turned it on, and you know that little let down that one. <laughs> <laughs> Dings off the yeah. crossbar. Yeah, just, just let way down. to go, slick. Yeah, yeah. Par- Dream sharks. You know, Pickums didn't hit the Idaho women's soccer Jags, and you know, fantasy's down bad too. So just the the quad- just an all just an all out awful day. Yeah, made, made for, for tree sharks. Made made tree uh, take a nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As I was texting him and didn't get a response for like three hours. Was- hey, we gonna have a guest on tonight? I went I went home, threw a load of laundry in the washer, told Colge, I'm taking that. He's like, okay. And woke up, and this cat was on my chest. <laughs> and got a text from Don, and I was like, oh. I got to do a podcast. <laughs> oh, that's right. I almost forgot to do the podcast today. I didn't even have an alarm set either. So it was a miracle that I even woke up. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, well, you should have passed out uh, considering, you know, all the things that you did today. I, I know. I, uh, I almost got my oil changed today, but I did not. I'm going to do that tomorrow. I thought you were going to, like, Idaho's press conference tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to get up a little early. A little early. Yeah. A little early for you is like, oh, I don't know, 1 o'clock? That is, you know, statistically. Yeah. But I'm going to get up a but, little, but, little but, early. But I'm for sure, pretty sure the press conference tomorrow is going to start at 1. I'm going to get up a little early based off of regular people hours. So I'm going to get up around like, Oh, so you're going to you're, you're going to pretend to be a banker. Yeah, I'm going to get up around 9, I think. Yeah. Go to Walmart and get my oil changed. 
you know. I already put I already put gas in my car too, so I don't have to go to the gas station before I go to Moscow. I never do that. So, you know, just Wow, you 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 seem like you're prepared. I know, it's it's a rarity really these days, but uh you know Hey, by the way, this week's broadcast is brought to you by Inland360 and Inland360.com. Hey, if you want to find a complete calendar of regional events, and I know Trevin does, especially after he got depressed watching the Idaho women's soccer team today, yes. and a wide array of compelling coverage, you know, because the Jaguars are stunk, not compelling. <laughs> and they stunk the yes. house up. Yes. Go to Inland360.com because what is it, Trevin? It's where you go for what you do, right? Yep, Inland360.com. You know, I'm, I'm going to need a figure out all the regional events that I might accidentally run into while I run my errands tomorrow. Better than running your car off the road. Yeah, I might have to do that too. Anyway, so <laughs> if you want to follow me on Twitter and follow my depressed Jags tweets as long as, uh, I mean, as well as some actual, you know, work-related tweets, you can at Tree Barely. Fox. You know, sometimes here and there. And what, then, what, 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 what's your, uh, What's your Twitter again? Treep Talks. I should change it to Treep Shark, but we're going to stick with Treep Talks. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. And you can follow me at Waldo9939, where you can find all the latest updates on the Cleveland Guardians. Ah, uh, but freaking. I almost, I almost, I almost, you know, took us off the FCC, but I, I totally, I totally held that in. I did, I, did not, I did not pronounce the ending of that word, so the FCC cannot take it out. But the Blue Jays reminded me about how terrible my entire weekend we has been. been. Yeah. So, so thank you for that. Thank you to the Mariners yeah. for ruining Treves' weekend yeah. even more. Yeah, so and thank you for making that instant reaction before I said the whole word so I didn't have to edit this podcast. I appreciate that. So, and good night, folks. Have a good night, guys. <laughs>